This is Charles Vallum. Charles was married to Lori. This is Chad Dayval. Chad was married to Tammy. Chad and Lori thought they were gods and they were having an affair. In July 2019, Lori and her evil brother Alex murdered Charles. Like any helpful boyfriend would, Chad got right on the phone with local mortuaries to find the best deal on cremation. In this episode, we share the audio from Chad's bizarre phone call with Valley of the Sun Mortuary and discuss a few more details in the murder of Charles Vallow. everybody well how's that for an intro cats playing the piano cats playing the piano for us look at that <laughs> the timing is perfect right. hey everybody welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody uh sorry for the cat intro <laughs> yeah i should have introduced you as a purveyor of fine piano playing cats yes she just refuses to take lessons, though, so all we get is that ominous stomping on the low end of the piano. It is art to her. Yeah, yeah apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is our Tuesday case. It surely oh, is. God, I can't it's believe our it's our Wednesday case. Yet. Where are we? What time? It is our Wednesday is case. Who am I? I don't know. You're right. This is our Wednesday case. What are you it talking is. about? I have no idea. This I agreed with you at first, me. so if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, you fell for it. I, I, I so, totally I saw did. That. <laughs> it is our Wednesday case, so uh, yeah, this is good stuff, but before we hit it hard, how's it going? Are you know, you it's going really well, just, you know, um, having a lot of fun over on TikTok, doing a lot of live yeah. streaming over there, and enjoying our new uh, our new live stream that we're doing here. Uh, with True Crime Paranormal, also over on Spoon. So we're just mm-hmm. expanding all over the place. Also, you mm-hmm. guys, if you saw yesterday's show or heard it, you have heard our first commercial for our brand new sponsor. And that's been really fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, I felt a little sorry for our case yesterday because uh, the case itself had one or two comments. The commercial had about 15. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if we're going to do up this corporate sponsorship thing, we're going to do it right. That's correct. So. Damn right. We do everything to the fullest. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all is well here, too. I, I have nothing to complain about. It's I've had a great weekend. And now we're now halfway through the week already. It's going pretty quick. Crazy. Uh, it, somebody posted a meme that I was shocked to see, it always hits me this time of year, that, oh, my God, we're, like, nine weeks till Christmas. Oh, boy. I don't even want to. Right? Who says these stupid things? Right. (laughs) Right? No kidding. Anyway, so, I don't know. So, now I had to see it, so now you all had to see it. It It does feel very weird. Mm -hmm. But it is the 19th of October. I mean, it's almost Halloween, and then it's going to be November. Time what? Lying. Yeah. yeah. But it's wild. Yes, it yeah. Well, 
Another wild thing happening is this phone call from Chad. But before yes, we is. get into that, we do want to have a quick word from our sponsor. So, Christy, yes. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you hit it. All right. Support for True Crime Paranormal is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you and your man's jewels. For any women out there who have come across a hairy bush, you're in luck. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and have just lost launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, it's already the 4.0, my friends. Although I wish it was called the Manscaped 3000, personally. But I guess we'll talk with their marketing department about that. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you're... (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. I think it makes it sound even bigger and better. But make sure your man joins, or woman, honestly... Mm -hmm joins the 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code TRUECRIMEPARANORMAL at manscaped.com. If you are looking to purchase the perfect gift for him that he will actually use, Manscaped is my go-to. Goodbye, Harry. Hello, clean. This sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer is the best thing on the market for a cleaner shave as it's waterproof and you can trim in the shower to spare the mess. Have you ever waxed your balls? Me neither, but I heard a terrifying story recently. Some poor sod went into a waxing parlor to have his boys waxed. The wax stuck to his skin and tore a hole in his downstairs that took 12 stitches to close. My God. Wouldn't it be so much easier just to use the lawnmower 4.0? Look at it. So easy, my friends. That's that that story scares the hell out of me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Manscaped engineered. Yeah. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Man, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, uh, gross. <laughs> you've been doing it wrong. Ladies, make it right for you and them with the new Lawnmower Pro 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping. With the code TRUECRIMEPARANORMAL at manscaped.com. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man. And trust me, he will thank you. And men, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TRUECRIMEPARANORMAL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use code TRUECRIMEPARANORMAL and experience Premium grooming with Manscaped. And there you go. And there you go. Okay. Now we must talk about this freaky phone call. Do you think Chad used Manscaped? Oh, Lord. I doubt it. No. Yeah. Chad's too gross. He's definitely gross. Yeah. He's too gross. No way was he. Well, he's definitely not now sitting his ass in jail, but beforehand, I don't think 
Thank you they for don't, a Manscaped customer. No. They don't allow lawnmower 4.0s in jail. No, they do not. Hell, they don't even allow lawnmower 1.0s in jail. Mm-mm. Time to stay out of jail so you can use Manscaped. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Brand new tagline. Yes. Okay. Well, this phone call is so crazy. So this is the phone call that Chad made 12 hours after Charles died. So Charles died in the morning, right? He died about 8 o'clock a.m. And around 8 p.m. that evening, Chatty Boy was on the phone getting a good price on a cremation. He lies. So if you hear some things in the phone call that you think, wait a minute, that's not how you spell his last name. That's because he's lying. Like liars do. Mm -hmm. Like like Chad. Like lying liars do. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll also notice that he seems almost giddy, nervous or giddy or both, just creepy. The giggle is something of, you know, nightmares. So let's go ahead and listen to it and then we'll hash it out. There you go. Hello, my name is I'm with your calls. How can I help you today? Um, we just had a death in the family and... We really don't want anything but a cremation and then to send the cremains to a family in Louisiana. Just a simple, no, nothing other than a cremation and sending him to the family for a service in Louisiana. So is there any way to know a ballpark price on that? Yes, and I'm sorry for the loss. Thank you. Okay, let me transfer you over to the director who can assist you with the pricing. Uh, what is your name, please? It is Chad Daybell. How do you spell the last name, please? D-A-B-A-L, Daybell. How are you related to the person who passed? I'm his nephew. And then also, this is for the Valley of the Sons and Chandler, correct? Yes. Thank you. Um, yes, she lives there in Chandler. I live in Iowa, so I'm just trying to help out. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. your uncle's name for reference, please. He is John Dayball. What's your last name? Well, D-A-B-A-L. Yeah. The same. John. Uh-huh. Do you have a middle name? Myron. M-Y-R-O-N? Yeah. And Chad, what is your phone number in case we get disconnected? Yeah, this number, 515, I don't actually know my own number. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let me look real quick. Thank you. Is he at a nursing home, hospital, or residence? He passed away in a hospital. I don't know the details. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, it's just for um, to know because sometimes it's different if it's a residential or hospital oh, or a nursing home. I'm okay. thinking they're sending him to the medical examiner. I'm not sure. I should have had more information before I called. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, cremation with shipping. 
To which stomps? Which which city? New Orleans. Okay, lots of entries at chat, but stay on the line. Let me uh, okay. transfer you over to the director who can assist you with that. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hello, Chad? Yeah. Thank you for holding. I do have the director, Clarissa, to further assist you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hello, sir. My name is Clarissa, you know, director with Salary Cemetery. I understand that your uncle passed away. Yes, and I, and I'm, I'm just starting the process for the family. He didn't have many relatives. I'm his nephew. I live in Iowa. Um, but what I'm they want to do is... Yeah, I have to see him go. Yeah, I think he's going to the medical examiner. I don't know all the details, but what the family basically wants is just to have him cremated there in Chandler and then shipped, have his cremated shipped to New Orleans, and okay. we'll deal with the service later. <laughs> so, just trying to get a ballpark price. Okay. Um. So, for a creation, um, we are able to do our creation for one thousand six hundred and ninety-five dollars. Now, what that's going to include is the transportation into our care, the transportation to and from our crematory. A basic professional fees, as well as our um, crematory fee. Now, there's going to be a couple other charges there for you. Um, okay. So we are going to have um, death certificates, which are twenty dollars a piece, plus a processing fee. Fifteen dollars permit fee. And then. We're able to do that transfer um, through the mail for you, and that's a hundred and fifty dollars fee for you. Okay. Mm, like through okay. UPS or something, I guess. <laughs> mm. Okay. So close, about a two thousand probably, kind of a ballpark, yeah. yes. Close to yeah. Okay. Well, that helps me a lot. I, I'm going to call one or two others, but I'll get back to you if we come that direction. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh. You're welcome. I see anything else in your call. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Lying liar from Liarsville. Also, terrible liar. He gave his real name, and then he realized he gave his real name, <laughs> and then he... Yeah, Daybell, how do you spell that? Uh, D-A-B-E-L, Daybell. Uh, Daybell. Yeah. What an idiot. And, of course, he's from Iowa. And mm-hmm. then he starts to give a phone number that starts with a 515? What the hell area code is that? Well, they had burner phones. They did, and so they... What the hell? What a creep. Am I the only one that kind of hopes that he has an uncle named John Myron Daybell? 
Right? Because be like, well, you rat bastard. You yeah. Because <laughs> he's just making shit up on the fly, man. Was that a real no, name babe. or not? Right. Oh, Myron. Myron. Of course it's Oh, uh, Louisiana. Oh, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, just like. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And then, oh, I I, uh, I don't even know my uh, own phone number. Uh, hang on. For a, an inordinate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, of course, where, uh, where, because, you know, when someone dies, the funeral home usually comes and gets them. Right. Like, where's the body, dumbass? Right. Didn't even know. Though he did mention the medical examiner a couple of times, which is interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. he did know. Yeah. He did know where the body was. A freak, man. He mm-hmm. just... And just trying to get... We just want absolutely nothing. Just just a cremation. Mm-hmm. That's it. Not, yeah. not any, you know. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just the bare bones. Simplest, easiest. Yeah. I for for Charles's family, I hope they don't even listen to this phone call, frankly, mm-hmm. because that is so heartbreaking. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is you know how much Lori gave a shit about Charles' death. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me make sure and get this as cheap as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. What? And as quick as humanly possible, and as quick. because they wanted to be ready so that the second the medical examiner released Charles's body, they could get it cremated. As fast as they could. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do it for the blue light special price. Right. Well, they needed those death certificates, you know, to be getting all that money that they mm-hmm. didn't get. Yep. Yep. The thing to me that's so interesting about the call is just how telling it is about Chad's involvement with Lori at that point. Mm-hmm. And Chad's involvement with Charles's murder. You yeah. know, for... All the, you know, and we don't really expect we'll see Chad charged with Charles's murder. They said they're not going to. Yeah. The prosecutor there said they aren't, but yeah. But like, obviously, he was well involved, you oh, know, to was. be making those phone calls. And and also, if he was didn't think that Charles was murdered, if he didn't know any other the wiser, why lie? Why yeah. be so weird and schemy and sketchy and lie? Yeah. You know? But he he didn't realize, I don't think he realized they were going to start asking him so many questions. Right. He just wanted to be able to call and say, hey, uh, how much is a cremation? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, $16.95. And he'd be like, cool. That's what he wanted to do. It is. But they're like trying to provide customer service. And well, Mm -hmm. where's the body? And where are we shipping it? And, you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. And it's like. Yeah, no shit, because they actually care about, you know, people and their family members who yeah. passed. Well, and when she's like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to feel bad about this. But yeah, I gave that real weird, little creepy giggle several times mm-hmm. that, you know, he's full of shit and he knows it. Yeah. Wow. He was excited. He, he was, was excited. He was thrilled. He was thrilled. He yeah. was exhilarated. Mm-hmm. He was nervous. He was happy. He was just my, doing My goddess's thing. husband is dead. Yeah. It's happening. We're going to be together. Mm-hmm. For a few weeks in Hawaii, Chad, you stupid asshole. And mm-hmm. now the rest of us been sitting in the Fremont County Jail eating Hot Pockets. Yep. 
Yep. But yeah, that that's my take on the whole thing. I mean, he was just trying to help get him uh, cremated as fast as possible. Now, yeah, I will say this. Uh, I'm a little surprised that they even uh, cared enough to be trying to send the uh, remains on, the cremains mm -hmm. on. You know, it would be just like Lori to just have him picked up. Because here's how it works, at least where we live. If a body goes to a funeral home or, or to a crematory to be cremated and the bill doesn't get paid, then the cremains just never get picked up. Yes. And it wouldn't have surprised me at all to see that happen. Just get them abandoned at the... And actually, I don't know if we know for certain what did happen. I, I don't know, but I can only assume that Kay Woodcock would have made sure yeah. that that happened. Oh, and of course... Charles has adult sons, and I'm sure that there were family that were on top of that. Mm -hmm. Well, they tried to be, mm -hmm. but you know, Lori didn't tell Chad Charles's sons for a good 24 hours or more right. that their dad had died. Then she lied to them about what happened. Mm -hmm. Then she stopped responding, and they were asking her, "What funeral home? Where is he? What happened?" And she just yeah. quit responding. I yeah. wouldn't talk to him anymore. She's such a that is person. stuff we knew. What we didn't know until this document dump, another document that came out that I thought was pretty fascinating, is an interview with Colby. Mm -hmm. Her so, older son. Her older son. older son. Yeah. You know, and Colby, and we have defended Colby because people have attacked him right and left. And we have been like, Colby didn't do anything wrong. Now, I still think that Colby was just roped into a lot of stupid bullshit, you know. Well, he's just but, trying to help his mother, and he only knows what she's telling him. I mean, what are you going to do when, you know, this is your mom? Mm -hmm. But there are some pieces here of Colby being involved in things that I think are important and interesting. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to read this portion of the interview. Uh, Colby came into the Chandler Police Department to be interviewed by Detective Ray Hermosillo and Detective Vince Kayakamanu. Just to be clear, Ray Hermosillo is from the Rexburg Police Force. Uh, he's a detective. And Vince Kayakamanu is from the uh, Fremont County uh, Sheriff's Office. Yeah. So they were in Chandler. During this interview, they discussed the deaths of Charles Vallow. While listening to this interview, I learned the following information that I felt was significant to this case. Colby stated that his mother was selling them on the fact that she was going to be killed for her life insurance money. She told him that Adam, Brandon, and Summer were coming after her. Colby stated that he did not fully buy it, but he did not trust Charles at this point because of everything that was happening. Colby stated that in January of 2019, his mother told him that Charles had been caught cheating. He was apparently in California and had two women that he was supporting financially. And to be clear, none of that has been proven. That was just no. gaslighting on Lori's part. Yeah. Lori also told Colby that he'd been with hookers. Of course she said that. Colby stated that while Charles was out of town, they took his truck and threw his clothes away. Colby would later state that he knew... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the nephew. It's redacted, but I'm quite sure it was the nephew mm -hmm. was living with Lori and Charles at the time. And he was the one that picked up the truck from the airport. Once Charles realized his truck was missing, Charles called Colby and asked him if he knew where his truck was. 
Colby had no idea where the truck was or what was going on. Colby stated that the following day, he took Tylee to her house in Gilbert. While at the house, Charles called Tylee and the two began to argue. Colby then got on the phone with Charles and asked him what was going on. This was when Charles calmly told Colby that Lori thought she was a god. Colby indicated that he tried to be the mediator between them. Colby stated that his mother seemed to be calm and not wanting a confrontation with Charles. Colby indicated that he was more in his mother's favor, thinking that Charles did something wrong because his mother seemed like she did not want any problems and only wanted to get away from Charles. And Colby learned that the murder of Charles Vallow, of the mur murder of Charles Vallow from Lori, he stated that at approximately 1,600 hours on the day Charles died, Lori called him and told him that Charles had a heart attack and died. He indicated that during this conversation, he recalled her stating that Charles had become frustrated and died of a heart attack. Lori alluded that Tylee was present at the time of his death. Colby was concerned that Tylee might have witnessed this. What? Concern for Tylee? Well, some adult cared about how the kids were dealing with all this? Well, and Colby went into his mother's house after 1,900 hours on the same day. This was the first time he had ever been to their house in Chandler. He did not know where the house was exactly, but saw Alex's truck parked outside, which helped him find the house. I think that tells you a lot about his relationship with his mom at that point. Yeah, he didn't even know where she was living. They had just moved, and he didn't even know where she was living. He hadn't helped her. He hadn't been there for that. No. Tylee met him at the door and immediately hugged Colby and started to cry. Colby felt that Tylee was trying to be okay, but she really wasn't. When he entered, he saw that one of the boards on the floor had been changed out. He also saw that Alex had a bandage on his head. He asked Alex what happened to his head, and Alex told him that he and Charles got into a fight and he shot Charles twice. Colby then went outside and talked to his mother. He stated that he began to cuss her out. He indicated that his mother claimed to be a victim of the fight. Colby stated that Lori never provided an explanation as to why she originally told him that Charles had a heart attack. Colby stated that he did not want to be there anymore. Then they went back in the house and all sat around the kitchen table. Tylee and Alex joined in the conversation now, and Colby stated that they started to tell him what happened. They told Colby that Charles became overly aggressive and Tylee got a bat. He added that this would not be out of character for Tylee. Remember that Tylee said she had that bat to protect herself from her uncle. Yep. You know, Alex, yeah. the pervert. Mm-hmm. And Colby indicated that after Charles died, his mother came to him crying, asking for help. She wanted him to go with her to Texas to pick up Charles' items from his residence. Because remember, Charles was living part-time in Texas and working. So he still had some of his stuff in Texas. Right. And Colby told her he did not want to go, but he finally gave in. You don't tell Lori, no. I think we've all figured that out, right? Yeah. Colby stated that he and Lori flew to Texas. He did not believe they were even there for 24 hours. They packed up Charles's belongings and put them in his truck. They even picked up JJ's dog from the kennel. And that answers one more question, because everybody has wondered, where was JJ's dog when Charles was shot? 
in Texas. Because she didn't seem to be at the house. She was still in Texas. They drove the truck to the airport and left it there and flew back to Arizona. Colby believes that Alex picked up the truck from the airport later. That's an interesting piece because we didn't know that before, that Colby went with her, that mm -hmm. they went to Texas and got his stuff, which of course they did because she which wanted where Bailey the dog was and where the dog was. Yep. Because, you know, she tried to sell the dog for $2,500. Uh, she wasn't allowed to do that because it was, a, you know, a fully trained service dog that was taken back. Right. And given to another kid that needed it. But, um, that's all very interesting. And so then, of course, uh, you know, Alex, Lori's protector in chief, flew down there and got that truck and brought it back. Mm -hmm. There were belongings of Charles's that his adult kids wanted. Lori was supposed to be giving them his watches. Apparently, he had a collection of really expensive watches. And as you can imagine, she never ponied up with those. But... Obviously, he had some stuff there she wanted. He probably had some of his right. stuff, his, you know, his financial information. Financials, yeah, things like that that she wanted to get a hold of. But uh, these are the things that, uh, you know, this heartless bee was up to. All the while that she was learning that she was not going to get a dime of life insurance money. Right. Right. This whole plan did not result in any money. No. And, you know, that was part of getting him cremated quickly was to get his death certificate mm -hmm. because you can't get life insurance or anything else mm -hmm. without one. Yeah. Now as there has as we been... know, because we've been through this with our parents, but yeah, you, you can't do anything without um, a, a death certificate as far as the financial stuff goes. Yes, nothing at all. Yeah. You got to think that there was some money in the bank. Charles was paying for two households, paying for the cell phone bills of basically Lori's whole family yes. and the vehicles that pretty much everyone were driving. There mm -hmm. was some money there had to have been in his mm -hmm. business accounts. Uh, I would be curious to know because he did have employees, uh, how that left them. Want to bet that Lori screwed them all out of their last paychecks or mm -hmm. any other money that or, you know, benefits that they were entitled to. Right. I'm going to say I, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, she didn't want to do anything but just get a hold of his money and, you know, mm -hmm. be with her lover. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's that. That's just, those are just a few more pieces of the puzzle coming together. We thought that yeah. you guys would be interested in. Yeah, it, it is interesting and it, it does shine some light on what's going on, you know, kind of more of what went on with Colby. Mm -hmm. But this phone call is just creepy as hell, mm -hmm. you know, because you can just, you know, exactly what his motive was behind the whole thing. And the yeah. fact that he had the guts to do it. But to do it. I mean, yeah. we're not talking criminal masterminds here. <laughs> no, no, they proved that was basically every step of the questions. way. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. So it is Wednesday. So we'll be mm -hmm. back tonight with case updates. And there are some big ones. Yeah. 
uh, some of our cases have some big breakthroughs. So that's very cool. Mm -hmm. And of course, we'll be back again tomorrow night, Thursday night at 8 p.m. for the mountain or for the mountain hour. For <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. I don't even know what that is. For the psychic hour at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. mountain. That's where it came from. And that's that. So you guys have a good day. We'll talk to you again later. So take care. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye.